In studio today, it's uh, Sheriff Shane Nelson and Sergeant Jason Wall here with uh, Deschutes County Sheriff's Office. And good morning to you both. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Okay. Um, first of all, let's see. Let's start with the new story we've been running this morning with a pop bust at five different locations yesterday. Tell me about that operation and how that came about. That is correct, Frank. So our Deschutes County illicit marijuana team received a number of community complaints regarding what they believe to be clandestine marijuana grows. With those complaints and other investigative techniques, they were able to execute a number of search warrants yesterday. What did the public see that they called in about? Well, there's a number of things that they could potentially be witnessing. Short stay traffic, a number of people who don't live there coming and going at odd hours of the night or day, uh, power, light, smell. Quite often it's the light and the smell that draws community members' attention. And this is five different locations simultaneously? or That's correct. Yes, uh, we had two locations, sorry, three locations in, uh, or two locations in Lapine, pardon me, and then uh, three locations in, uh, sorry, two locations in Ben and three locations in Lapine. So if pot is legal in, in Oregon, why is this still such a problem? Well, for a number of reasons. There's permits that need to be pulled. There's a legal way of doing business, and these people have chosen not to do it the legal way. No, but there's a, there's a number of reasons, Frank. First of all, Oregon marijuana is very well known across the country, and I'd even argue across the world. Really? And so you export marijuana out of here illegally, and you'll get far more money on the black market. So you have people that don't want to follow the rules, uh, even under ballot measure 91. So that's what our marijuana enforcement detectives are looking for, these illegal grows. But I always say we're only as good as the information we get, because we can make some cases. We have folks that bring that information forward. But some of the best information you can get is from the neighbors. Jason just mentioned smell. That stuff reeks. So folks smell something. They see a lot of cars at some address, and they're not having a potluck, right? Nobody's bringing a casserole dish. Well, there's probably something going on there that, that's not on the up and up. We want that information so that we can go out and take care of that problem. Um, you know, when it comes to partnerships, you take a look at that press release and how many agencies were involved in that. Our community is very blessed to have those kind of partnerships in place where we can go and be able to hit five locations. You have enough personnel to go hit five locations because you don't want to hit them one at a time. Everybody has a mobile phone now, cell phone, and, and spread the message. You want to be able to take care of that, that issue and make that case right there. So we thank our partners that, that uh, helped in that operation. And it's just, it's just another step in our, our long journey of, of trying to curtail the black market. The planning and the coordination efforts that it took to, to do that simultaneous hit must have been something else. It, it is. It's a, it's a big operation. I work with great people who uh, have great people and partner agencies as well, and they just get together and put that operations plan together so that, that uh, it'll go as best as it possibly can. I want to move over to another incident that uh, we had in the news. I believe it was yesterday. This is um, Tumalo Rim Drive, domestic violence case. And uh, the SWAT team was called out for domestic violence. So I guess I want to speak more to why the SWAT team and then what sort of risks are uh, both the deputies and the public at when it comes to domestic violence calls. That seems to be a really, emotions are really high in that kind of a situation. 
Yes, that is true, Frank. And the reason we utilize the Deschutes County Sheriff's Office SWAT team is for the safety of both the people that are involved in the incident, the deputies and other officers and partner agencies that are assisting us. In this case, it was our SWAT team. And then also the other community members that may live close by or just traveling through the area. Uh, safety is paramount. And we have specialized weapons and tactics. We have people that work with us that have an enormous amount of training and experience. And we would like to resolve these incidents as safely and peacefully as possible. Shane, you want to follow up on that? Yeah, it, whenever it involves a domestic type situation, you already know emotions are going to be high. And then that doesn't even take into account if you have um, illegal drugs on board an individual or, or alcohol on board an individual because we know judgment goes out the window. So when we're responding to those types of calls, it's a, it's a high priority uh, safety concern type call. And like Jason mentioned, so we send our, our SWAT team folks, those ladies and gentlemen are especially trained and use specific uh, tools and, and weapons that can help resolve the situation. So in this particular case, we're concerned about the the wife and the two small kids. We're also, we're concerned about the suspect, but really the innocent type victims in this situation. So we go up and we very slowly, we try and communicate with the suspect, but we're also concerned about life and public safety. So the surrounding area, the neighbors, we don't want that problem to become bigger than it already is, which is why we, we send out the, the phone message on the emergency uh, preparedness network, just so neighbors know what's going on. We get a hold of the school district because it's getting real close to time where kids are being let out of school. We don't want to introduce any new victims into that scenario. So we make arrangements that those kids don't come into the neighborhood. Uh, in this particular case, we were able to make communication over a long period of time with um, his wife, she came out with the kids and then our teammates utilize some special breaching tools and then we deliver a, a telephone basically frank not a re rotary dial phone but we we introduce a, a, a mobile phone where we can have communication with them and we are able to talk him out so the whole goal is always minimal force minimal disruption, but we just want the folks in the community to know we've got that situation under control. When you have a potential hostage situation, those are one of the most dangerous things you can be involved in because you've got those emotions running high. And then you also don't know what kind of weapons are, are accessible to an individual who has, has those folks held against their will. And you also really don't know the mindset of those victims. And that's why you slow down and, and you just approach it cautiously. How were you able to, she said she wasn't at home when you got a hold of her. And she, obviously she did that under duress, under threat. But how did you determine she really was at home? Well, we have technology so we can say, where, where's the cell phone? I, I mean, where are folks? And so that we can try and dial in and get a specific area. And, and those are tools that really help us to be able to tell the story. And to your point, uh, look, I don't know if you're the one talking on your phone, right, or texting on your phone. I just know your phone is sending some kind of, uh, of communication. So in those instances, we want to do our due diligence and double-check that communication and just make sure everything is lining up that, that tells an accurate story. We've only got about a minute or so left. Let's talk high water. We had a state climatologist on with us earlier this week. There's really high water right now. 
but it's going to drop rapidly, he says. So what's advice for river users? Well, my advice is flotation device. Have a whistle on it, flotation device, because it's hot out. People want to go enjoy the weather and go enjoy the water and cool down. And I'll tell you what, I'm told the temperatures are still real cold. It's only May. And so just be cautious. Let folks know where you are. Don't go out into deep, fast-flowing high water and, and wear a personal flotation device. I can't say how many things can be prevented if you're wearing a life jacket. All right. Important advice and life-saving. Jason Wall, Sergeant Jason Wall, and Sheriff Shane Nelson. Sorry about the technical difficulties we had this morning. I had to both get on one mic there. I didn't even notice, and we like each other, so we're <laughs> fine. Okay. They're both in from the uh, Deschutes County Sheriff's Office here on FM News 100.1 and 1110 KBND.